Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. I want us to open our Bibles this morning to, I'm going to read the Christmas story. I know we all know it, but uh, let's read it again. I was thinking, <clears throat> you know, for, about, for several weeks before Christmas comes, people are playing Christmas carols in the stores and on the radio or wherever, and all, it's Christmas carols, Christmas carols, and then Christmas comes, and when it's over, it's like that's it. It stops. I mean, there's this big lead up to it, and then when it's over, like, boom, no more Christmas carols, no more, and it's done. Well, it's not done, Amen. you know, and... Uh, I just want to talk about Christmas. I want to stir up the Christmas spirit in all of us because we, it's, it's become so commercialized. You know, football and gifts and food, and, and then when that's over, it's like it's, it's not over. It's, it's Christmas for me every day, praise the Lord. And someone said to me, uh, what'd, your wife, what'd you get your wife? I said, nothing, and she didn't get me anything either. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't do Christmas. Uh, we do Christmas all the time. And uh, maybe that's silly, but that's the way I... Uh, but praise the Lord. Luke chapter 2. Hallelujah. It's, fair, it's a little bit lengthy, but... And you know the story, but let's, let's refresh it in our minds. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own. So I just want to stop right there. Father, I just bless you. I thank you. I'm just telling you, right now, I feel as good as I have felt in months. I don't know, something came on me this morning when we were worshiping. And I have struggled for the last several weeks with weakness. I, I, and I, I felt like my condition has been kind of deteriorating. And I've, I've been so weak, I could hardly stand. I always want to just sit down somewhere. And I don't know, but today I just feel like I'm, I feel full of pep. I feel, I just feel good. I just want to give God glory. I just want to thank you, Lord. You know, in, even last week and the week before, I struggled to stand during praise and worship. I felt weak. I wanted to sit down. Uh, but today it's like, well, I just feel good. So I thank, praise God for that. I just want to testify and say, thank you, Lord. I just feel I feel as good as I have in weeks. Praise God! So I feel like running. Okay, back to the scriptures. Praise God! And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Verse four. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. And she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields, 
and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. That hit me when I read that. Not just for the Jewish people, but a great joy for all people. The whole world. He came for the world. Hallelujah. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And when the angels had gone from them into the heaven, the sh- that's, where they, that's where they live, by the way, they live in heaven. When the angels have gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then, and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry, and found their way to Mary and Joseph, and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about the child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word. I bless you in Jesus' name. It's an amazing story. The Christmas story is an amazing story. If God, if God hadn't revealed it to us by his spirit, you could, you could hardly believe it. I mean, angelic activity all over the place, supernatural conception. You know, it's just, it's just the, eternal, the eternal son of God. You know, I, was, I just was been pondering this. The, the, the self-existent, all-knowing, all-powerful God who was one with the Father in heaven from all eternity, one with the Father in heaven, uh, a place of absolute perfection, nothing but the glory of God, nothing but the presence of God, nothing but holiness, nothing but love, life, nothing but peace and joy, nothing but truth. No darkness, no corruption, no death. I mean, he, this is, he, he was in heaven forever from all eternity. He was one with the Father in heaven. You know, people who have been to heaven, where God, I've, I've heard the testimony of people who have, God has taken them out of their body and they went to heaven and they came back and testified to, to, to let us know that heaven really is a real place. But, you know, when they get there, they don't want to come back. So I, I just want, it's so, it's so, Pure, it's so holy. The life of God is here. It permeates everything. When you breathe in, you breathe in the presence of God, the life of God. It is so wonderful that even though they had a wife and children and, and responsibilities on the earth, it's like, I don't want to go back. I want to stay. I want to stay. And their, their families would have been devastated with the loss of their husband, of that person. But they, didn't, they wanted to stay in heaven because it's such a, a glorious place. It, we can't understand... Because we live in a corrupted earth, we can't understand the purity and the holiness in heaven, the life that's there. It's amazing. And Jesus was in there, in that presence from all of eternity. But he had to come to earth because he couldn't save us from heaven. Authority on earth had been given to men and a man lost it. So a man had to get it back. 
but there was a price to pay. And Jesus came to pay that price. Ephesians 2 and verse 4 says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us. I mean, that's an amazing... Because of the great... Jesus did this because of the great love that he has for us, the great love that God has for us. He left this environment, this heavenly glory that he was always in, and chose to inhabit a human body with all its frailties. He hungered. He thirsted. He was always tempted. He, was tired. he got tired. He got fatigued. He subjected himself to pain, to torture, to suffering and death. You know, this, maybe this is why I didn't give this message before. I don't, I don't want to take the, the joy off of Christmas, but it's, it's, a, it's an amazing. So he came to die. He came to die for us. He was born, he, he left heaven. He came to the earth as a human being, and he came to die for you and for me. It's a, it's a, it's a story that just sets me to worship him and praise him. He came to give himself for us. In John's Gospel, chapter 12, Jesus said, Now my soul has become troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me for them from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. It's why I came. I came to die. I came to give myself for the, for the life of the world. He came to become the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world. The greatest act of selfless love that ever was or ever will be. And that's the message to me of Christmas. It's the selfless love of God that came to redeem mankind, to come to this earth as a human being, to live as a human being, and to, be, and to die for us, that we might live with him forever. That this is, to me, this is the message of Christmas. It's a message of God's selfless love, of laying down your life for one another. <coughs> and it's the message that I'm called to follow. This, this is what strikes me about it. It's, it's, the same, it's the same message for me. You know, in Luke chapter 6, in Luke chapter 6 and verse 40, it says, a pupil or a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, after he has been fully trained, will be like his teacher. You know, the Bible says, as a disciple of the Lord, I'm called to be like him. I'm called to think like him, to have his motives, to have his attitudes, to, have, to do what he would do. And he, and he came to give himself for others. He came to lay down his life for the world. And I, as a disciple of the Lord, that's my call. It's the call for every one of us, to lay down our lives, to, to walk in selfless love on this earth toward those close to us and those even we don't know just to give ourselves for the will of God, to give ourselves for, in obedience to God, for his will in our life, whatever that might be. In Matthew's Gospel, in Matthew chapter 10, it says, A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he becomes like his teacher and a slave like his master. I'm supposed to look at the life of Jesus and say what he did is what I'm 
what I should do. His motivations, his attitude, his character should be mine. I am to be him. I am to let him live through me on this earth. And he came on Christmas as a babe to, to give his life for the world. He set an example for me, for all of us. But I look at it for me, I really do. He set an example for me of what the love of God truly is, of what the love of God will do to lay down our lives for others. And that's what I endeavor to do. I, I wish I did it better, but God knows I want to lay down my life. I want to be surrendered to his will. I'm thankful for Jesus. I'm thankful for his coming to save us. And I'm thankful for giving us an example of how to live on this earth. It's the story of Christmas, the story of selfless love. I want to look at a couple of other uh, aspects. Turn, me, turn back with me to Luke chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of and the family of David. When I read that, I feel like God knows how to get you where you're supposed to be and when you're supposed to be there. God is sovereign. It's about the sovereignty of God. God used, I love this, God used a, a, a heathen, Caesar Augustus. He wakes up one morning and he says, you know what? I think we need to tax the whole world. So everyone has to go back to their own village to where they belong, to where, they, where their family's from, and, uh, and register. And that, in, that decision gets Joseph and Mary from Galilee, to, from Nazareth, to Bethlehem, where, G, where it was prophesied that the Savior was going to be born. God knows how to get you where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there. If you'll just walk after him. And, and, not even, and God did that in our lives. I, I look at this, I marvel. I mean, because I, was, I, was, I wasn't even close to being saved. Didn't even know what saved was. Yeah, I went to the Catholic Church, but I was a rank heathen. I mean, I was not serving God. I was not living for God. I went to church when my, par my parents made me go. So I went just for a show, but I was a rank heathen. And, but God, somehow, he moved my family from one town to another. So I would end up going to the same high school with this sweetheart and meet her and marry her. And 22 years later, he got us to Rome, New York. And when we got here, he said, that's it. You're done with your Air Force career. I've called you into the ministry. God had a plan for us, and he worked it, and he got us here when we were supposed to be here. I mean, God is sovereign. And I thought, he, he must have looked down in time and said, I know they'll obey me, so I'll work it out. But he did this for us when we weren't even saved. And God, God loves you. And God will get you to the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, if we'll just walk after him. I was, I was talking to, to Kathy Sturdivant this morning, and I said, when you started coming to this church, did, did you know that you were going to meet your future husband? She said, no. I was in another church and I, during worship one Sunday morning, and God said, you're done here. And she said, where am I going to go? He said, Rome Christian Center. She said, I don't know anybody there. She said, except, except I knew Frank. I said, I don't know anybody there. 
but God, but if you just be obedient. So she, you know what she did? She got up and she came. She, she came. She just started coming. And uh, we welcomed her. We're glad to see anybody that wants to come. But next thing you know, she's marrying Dennis, and, and she found a new husband. God knows how to do it. And, you know, and God got Darren here. You know, Darren was a, a graduate, uh, well, not, not, he was an alumni of Teen Challenge. And he kind of went back into the world for a while. And when he, he, he said, you know what, this isn't working. When he got back in the world, he found out it wasn't working. The world doesn't work. So he, he went back to Teen Challenge to talk to Pastor Dave Pilch. And Dave Pilch said, you know what, I think you need to, you need to get in a church. And uh, I know a church in Rome that you need to go to. And he sent him to Rome Christian Center. And bang, he meets my daughter, grandkids all over the place. I mean, it's... God is good. I'm telling you, God is good. And God knows how to get you where you're supposed to. Just, just live for God. Don't be so worried about where am I going, what God's going. Just live for God day to day. And I'll tell you, one of these days you look back over your shoulder and you say, look what God has done. Look where he brought me. Look what he's done with me. If we just live for him. And I think that's a message that we need to learn. That God got Joseph where he was supposed to be. God got Well, two Josephs. Uh, Joseph in the Old Testament, Joseph, I just thought, I said, which Joseph? Both. God got them where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there. <coughs> and through sometimes through difficult circumstances, but God will get you where you're supposed to be, and he'll, he'll just, he'll fulfill your life if you just live for him. Don't have to worry, just live for God and watch what he does, praise God. I love it. And uh, so I, I just want to encourage you in that this morning. And I want to look at one other thing. In uh, Luke chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord had made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he was laying in a manger. They had an announcement that was made to them. But they had to do something. They couldn't just sit back and say, well, that was awesome. Angels, wow. I mean, they were praising. That was, that was really something. You know what they did? They got up and they said, we're going we're gonna to leave our sheep. We're going to go find Jesus. And to me, when I, when I look at that, to me, what it says is you have to, at some point in your life, if you're going to find God, you have to leave the busyness of life. Shepherding their sheep was was their, uh, was their occupation, you might say. But it was, it was a, it's a type of living, and it's a type of the natural things that they had to do. And they had to leave the natural things in order to go seek God. But they left. They left their flocks, and they went to seek Jesus, and they found him. If you seek him, you'll find him, the Bible says. You seek him with all your heart, you'll find him. If you leave the busyness of life, if you leave the things of life, you, you, they went back to there, but they had to take some time and separate. And when they went, they found him. And then it says in verse 20, and the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. They went back in awe. They'd found God, and they went back glorifying God for what they'd seen and what they'd heard. And, I'm, and I just, if we will separate ourselves 
from the, from the things of the world from time to time and seek God, we will come back to the things of this world and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what I've seen when I was with you. Thank you for what I heard when I was with you. Thank you for revealing yourself to me. Thank you for strengthening me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for giving me wisdom for my life. All the things that I need, I found when I went to seek you. I had to lay some things aside temporarily to seek you. But when I did, I find your peace. I find your will for my life. I find everything you need for me. And then I can go back to my secular life, praising God for what I'd seen and what I heard. Praising God for the strength he gives me. Praising God for the wisdom he gives me. If we'll separate ourselves and seek him, we'll find everything we need for our lives. And that's part of the Christmas story, that God blesses those who seek them. God blesses those who go after him, who look for him, and they'll find him and be blessed in their life. So, Father, I praise you, Lord. You are the reason, Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season, not just on Christmas Day, but for, for every day. And I pray, Lord, that the spirit of Christmas will live in each one of us every day, every day, every day, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at Rome Christian Center dot com.